Good morning, and welcome to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Bark, pastor at St. Mary Madeline Parish, serving the communities of the East End, Homewood, Point Breeze, and Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh, and also the pastor at St. Benedict Moore Parish in the Hill District. And after a beautiful summer here in Pittsburgh, we are ushering in another school year. After two years of COVID restrictions, there's a sign of relief and a looking forward to somewhat normal year ahead and a great year of expectation. The great expectation still includes health and safety protocols, but as we look ahead for the 2022-23 school year, it also includes much more. Our Diocese of Director of Catholic Schools, Michelle Peduto, is with us again this morning. We welcome her back and another special guest, Sharon Lachlan-Brown, who has been on the program previously. She is the South Regional Administrator for Catholic Schools for the Diocese of Pittsburgh. Michelle and Sharon, welcome this morning to Catholic Education Plus. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Great to have you back here in studio. And we are up and the engines are running. The the school year has officially uh, started this past Thursday. So the bells are ringing around the campuses of the Diocese of Pittsburgh. Um, in this program, we're calling everything you need to know to get back to school. So I'm really grateful that both of you are here. Michelle, I'm sure your, your cell phone has been ringing. Uh, your email box has been full. What are you hearing? And can you, can you share some key questions that you're getting from the staff as we officially begin the new school year? Well, sure. And it, it's, you know, the same every year. We get uh, questions about scheduling and uh, just just basic operational questions. A little bit more this year because we are, as we'll talk a little bit later about our health and safety plan, mm-hmm. but we are going back to a more normal start. So some of the questions have decreased, and then on, on other areas they've increased. But we also, uh, in, over the last few weeks, have had in-service training with mm-hmm. our teachers, and I think everyone would be pleased to know that we have over 80 new teachers That's in the great. diocese. 80? Yes. Wow which is nearly 10% of our, our teacher population. So so we're very excited. So obviously from those folks, we're getting very, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very good questions about what it's like to be in the diocese, how do we work in the diocese, and we have a very open uh, communication system with those teachers and, and with our administrators. And so it was wonderful to see them. We had oh. them all here in session together. Um, in our uh, great hall here and Mm -hmm. in-service them on some of just those things, those protocols they need to know about, some professional things, because many are first-year teachers. So it's exciting. There's a lot of excitement. Wow, 80 new teachers. 80 new teachers. A lot of fresh blood, new perspective. Absolutely. That's good to hear. Absolutely. um, You know, get a... Get those engines running. Yes. Now, Sharon, as the administrator of many uh, schools in the South region, you're likely also getting some parent phone calls and questions from the students and teachers. What's the big need to know or the questions you're getting as we begin this new school year of 2022-2023? So, you know, the question a lot of times is, is this going to be okay for the uniform? Which, you know, that's (laughs) we leave that to the principals to decide a lot of those things. Um, But as... Parents were back to school shopping and things like that. They wanted to know, you know, what are the things, what are the supplies we're going to need. So those are some really kind of welcome questions to Mm -hmm. come back to after the last couple of years to have people excited to be um, purchasing their uniforms and their back-to-school supplies. And, of course, as Michelle said, people have scheduling questions and all kinds of who's my teacher going to be and all of those things that make the beginning of the school year so 
fun and exciting for all of us. Mm-hmm. Now, as a, the regional administrator for the South region, is it nice finally after the two-year hiatus to try to get some back to normal questions versus all the COVID things that we've Absolutely. been experiencing? It is really so. You welcome nice. those? Yes, I do welcome. How's the... this on my uniform? Or <laughs> exactly, you know, for <laughs> playground or something like exactly. that. So now uh, we know that COVID rates have it's been a roller coaster. Uh, went up and down over the summer, and while life has returned to some normalcy. Obviously, there's still need for the health and safety plans. So Michelle, can you share a little bit about this? For sure. And it's, it is different this year because we've mm-hmm. had about six months of almost being back to normal. Sure. And, and we continue down that pathway to get back to normal. So we've looking at the, the new CDC guidance and then also speaking with other dioceses across the mm-hmm. state and, and what they're doing. And so our, we've relaxed our uh, guidelines significantly so masks will remain optional. They'll always be recommended, mm-hmm. but they remain optional. It is up to the parents to decide whether they want their children to wear the mask coming into school or not. And teachers as well have that option. They'll always have that option. Um, we are not social distancing anymore. We are um, just seating in the cafeteria goes back to normal because of that there'll be tables in the classrooms instead of just the desks spaced so far apart uh, always encouraging good hygiene i think that's a big lesson from covid is everyone now does really wash their hands well, a lot a little bit more perspective on right. that right and thinking mm-hmm. about staying home when you're sick please 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 keep common your sense. children home common sense mm-hmm. those things but Everything else will look fairly normal. We will not be contact tracing this year. So that is a big step. Um, we just won't be doing it. Um, but we will ask people to report if they have COVID. And if they have COVID, they should remain home for five days, right. you know, until those symptoms have reside, have. Uh, it's good to hear that about the, the masks are optional. They're, recom- you know, highly recommended, but not no mandates. And it's the same thing when people come to church. Father Tom, do I have to wear a mask? It's optional. People who still want to remain with the masks and then those who are not, that's, you know, you're not, uh, people aren't looking at each other. And I think we're trying to get into that norm. Plus you go out shopping and things like that. Some people have masks on, some don't. It's that option. So I think that's the new norm right now for the time being. That's right. I think it's good for the schools to carry that same message too exactly yeah. right. but like you said wash the hands hand sanitizer i think we're all a little bit more germ phobic now and hopefully our, our children are learning that to proper safety measures in a good way yeah um i i did want to bring up one thing related to um some of the after effects if you will mm-hmm. of the of the covid and that centers around transportation, because I have mm. heard from a number of parents regarding busing and uh, what what school, local school districts are doing regarding the busing, and I urge everyone to have patience and understanding. We, across our society, have shortages as far as employees, and mm-hmm. bus drivers are, are no exception to that rule. So Public schools are scrambling to find people, and that's a really important job. So it's not like anyone can just walk (laughs) in and do it. And so they're having to adjust their schedules to accommodate these short staff, the staffing. So 
I did want to make sure everyone's aware of that. Yeah. And a lot of the kids are riding the Pittsburgh Regional Transit System this year, yes. which they did, mostly all had the yellow school buses. Right. And that's something right. new. That is Both new. public and private right. schools are experiencing right. across the board right. because of the shortage. Right. You know, so patience. Patience. Patience is a virtue. I know. Yeah. Now, there's a very successful program that's been implemented in the schools throughout Pennsylvania called Safe to Say. Can you elaborate on that, Sharon? I can, sure. So Safe to Say actually was mandated, I think, in 2018 was when Mm. it came in, 2018-19. And so it's not exactly brand new, um, and we did implement it in all of our schools. However, um, with the pandemic, we may have gotten out of the habit. And so we certainly are training our teachers again and our parents and our students. So Safe to Say is a 24-hour hotline hmm. for um, students, parents, anyone who may see some things that may be troubling as far as um, students saying that they may be wanting to harm themselves hmm. or others or um, any kind of serious bullying issues or anything that may put um, any of our students or school communities in danger, that it is an anonymous uh, 24-hour tip line, and you can do it online or make a phone call to Safe to Say, and um, then they will, in turn, get in touch with uh, school personnel, if it's not an immediate emergency, they will call um, the schools and follow up or the authorities as well. So this program really helps people to be vigilant, to look after and say, hey, oh, you see something, it's safe to speak up, to say something. Exactly. Instead of you know, covering it up or ignoring it because somebody's crying out for some help Mm -hmm. to be vigilant. Right. It's anonymous. So it's not like you're being traced Mm -hmm. or anything. Wow. That's a very important program. Very important. So that was established in 2018, but obviously with COVID it hasn't really been talked about or promoted, but definitely promoting it this year. Right. It was still functional during that time, but we're really pushing it this year, Mm -hmm. making Mm -hmm. people aware. Absolutely. Making them more aware. I like that idea. It's very important. Yeah. Well, when we come back, uh, before we're thinking about our Catholic schools, including uh, regionalization, we'll talk about the continued professional development of our teachers, uh, which is important, including some very exciting announcements about the Golden Apple Award winners. Uh, So we'll take a break. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke from St. Mary Magdalene Parish in the East End and also the pastor at St. Benedict the Moor Parish in the Hill District. And this morning, our topic is everything you need to know about uh, coming back to school. And we welcome Michelle Peduto, who's our director of Catholic schools, and Sharon Lachlan-Brown, who is the South Regional Administrator for the Diocese of Pittsburgh. In our discussion, uh, as we've been talking about uh, for the first half, about getting back to school. Lots of excitement, lots of questions uh, from our families and our teachers and our students that we covered. So now let's look ahead uh, to discuss the recent regionalization of our Catholic schools within the Diocese of Pittsburgh. This has really put our schools in position uh, to strength. Michelle, can you explain the regionalization and why it's working so well after a few years of the first the north, the east, and then now the south? 
Right, and this is an ongoing process, and it was the vision of Bishop Zubik that we would regionalize our diocesan elementary schools. It works very well because it brings our schools together in smaller groups and smaller clusters where they get that attention and guidance from the regional administrator. We have Sharon on board today, of mm-hmm. course, who is a regional administrator and can speak to it at, at, at that, uh, that level. But it is a way of governing our schools a little bit differently. So rather than being parish schools, they are under the umbrella of a region which is supported by the regional administrator, by a board with um, representatives from um, our parishes and our, our uh, communities that help guide the operation of those regions. And it just forms, I've I've seen it in the three regions we have. It brings the teachers together. It brings the principals together in a way that they have a smaller community to work within. So they get a tremendous amount of support. And I think, Sharon, having been, you were a parish school uh, principal for a number of sure. years, and now the regional administrator, so she's looking at it from two sides. Absolutely, and this is the third year of the school year for the South Region, which I cannot wow, believe. Wow, it that seems we're like beginning. yesterday, right? Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And I think that one of the exciting things, of course, that as you spoke of, Michelle, was that the collaboration between the principals and the teachers and working together is just been beautiful to watch happening not to mention the um saving of resources of working together and really um taking the um competition out of Mm. our neighboring schools and working together except for on the basketball court of course (laughs) but um it's really been fun to and exciting and um just to watch how much we have grown as far as the region has oh, come. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And as a pastor, uh, being at the at the beginning when the North was created, when I was in Swickley, seeing how that grew, and then now in the East End after four years, um, and how the East region has come together, and then now seeing you blossom in the South, uh, as a pastor, I just see it. We're all working together. It's not you're not competing with one another. Sharing resources, staff, um, and I, the regional administrators are doing a, a great job working with the principals, with the faculty, the staff. Um, it's just where we're at right now, and I think it's let's work together instead of against each other. And I think it's more efficient and, and continue to do that. Now, lots of new things are happening in our schools with the continued faith and professional development, and several of them have just earned the distinguished title of the Golden Apple Award winner. Uh, Michelle, can you fill us in on this exciting breaking news this morning? Oh, this is wonderful. Mm. Yeah, this is so exciting. So our 2022 Golden Apple winners, and I hope everyone's listening. Drum roll. Drum roll, right. So from from Seton LaSalle High School, we have Karen Decker. From Divine Mercy Academy, we have Nicole Lobham, who is stepping up now from teaching to being a principal. So that's exciting. Wonderful principal out at St. Joseph High School, Kimberly Minnick. Uh, From Ave Maria Academy, Wendell and Rickard. From Holy Sepulchre. I always say Holy Sep, so they'll forgive me. They do, too. Holy Sepulchre. Lisa Rothruff. From Sacred Heart. Angela Stead. 
and from North Catholic High School, Krista Tozier. And these, we've already, uh, of course, we've informed all of these folks, and we informed our teachers uh, a few weeks ago about the winners. These are wonderful, wonderful teachers and administrator and administrator in there. Um, just outstanding, outstanding, outstanding uh, recipients. So for those who are listening that do, do not know what the Golden Apple Award, oh. it would that be kind of like winning the Super Bowl trophy or it the would. World Series trophy? It would yeah. be just for a like teacher. that for us. Okay. Yes, yes. Awesome. And it's, it's an exciting thing. And we'll be nominating again. So parents, teachers, uh, you can parents can nominate. Students can nominate if their parent uh, supports them. Uh, it is a process, and we will be starting that process earlier this year now that COVID is not interfering quite as much. Uh, we'll be starting a little bit earlier. So if you mm-hmm. have a wonderful teacher you want to recognize or principal, get ready. Those nomination forms yeah. will be coming out soon. Give credit where credit's due, as credit, they say, right? Yes, yeah. indeed. Now, Sharon, can you share some of uh, the educational enrichment things happening in the South region or projects happening this year? Oh, there's so many exciting things happening, Father Tom. One of the things that I know we're going to be talking about um, in your programs coming up Mm -hmm. is some um, assessments that we started. Um, We're really focusing on using our data that we get from assessments and really... um, the teachers and the principals spent all summer looking at that data so we could drive our instruction and really meet the individual needs of the students. And um, another exciting thing is we're bringing our students together in their student governments or student councils for retreats this year. Um, so we're very, very excited about having our students start to go around the region and work with other um, student governments. So that's fun, too. So they'll be working together, too. Exactly. Sharing their resources. Wow, Mm -hmm. good. Now, we have just about two minutes left. Uh, Michelle, I'll give you the last word. Can you just add any words of wisdom to the parents and grandparents listening uh, this morning about uh, the opening of the new school year that we just kicked off this past week? Well, I think I I do circle back a little on the busing, but not Mm -hmm. specifically, that there are a lot of things that will not be the same just because of what we've gone through during COVID. And so it is time to exercise, as we said earlier, that virtue of patience. And And I, I just implore people to be kind and to remember that we are in the business of Catholic education and that we are focused on the pathway to eternity, not just for our children, but for our parents and for our teachers and for our administrators. We are here because God has called us to be here, but he's also calling us to act as Christian brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. So let's all try to remember that this year before we pick up a phone or write an email that we are speaking to a brother or sister in Christ. And I think that will make our lives a little bit more pleasant all the way around. That's a good point. Yeah. Sharon? That was very wise, and I would just say, Mm -hmm. too, um, trust, trusting us, that we don't take that trust that um, parents have partnered with us in their children's education, and I think in addition to patience and kindness, um, trust that all of us are on the same team working um, for those children. Yeah. Trust and patience. I think everybody, the whole world needs that Mm -hmm. in, in everyday life, and uh, you know, we've only 
been in school for two days this week and getting ready for another full week, I, I think everybody just take a big deep breath and everything will be okay. We're working mm -hmm. things out. Uh, the kids are in person this year. Uh, we have the CDC guidelines a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more flexible, but obviously be more aware. But to be patient and to build that trust with our principals, our teachers, our parents, volunteers, everybody working together, the staffs, um, the pastors who are uh, over helping to oversee um, their schools, everybody's in this together. We're all on the same team, and I think that's really great. So Sharon Lachlan-Brown, the South Regional uh, Administrator, and Michelle Peduto, our Director of Catholic Schools, thanks for being with us here this morning. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. This week in our Plus segment, we are featuring the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. In the Gospel of Luke, uh, Jesus takes advantage of table fellowship to instruct the Pharisees and others that true honor uh, gives imitating the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame of places and honor. We need to have humility uh, to be comfortable, and God helps us to welcome everyone to God's table with us. Uh, honor was the most significant virtue in a person. Everyone wanted to have the front seat, or the first row, but Jesus teaches us really to really be truly humble and calls uh, to reconsider how we view others. And true humility is seeing all people in the eyes of God and creating equal. No one is better than anyone else in God's eyes. Everyone is on the even plane and welcoming. So God's banquet table is a model of what the world should look like, and all are united with Jesus and God in unity. So as we approach God this week and kicking off the school, uh, let's try to be a little bit more humble, and humility helps each of us take the spotlight off of ourselves and put others first, uh, welcoming people, opening up the door, helping people, letting people go in front of us, something that really to think about, to keep life simple, be patient, be kind, be trustworthy, and keep life simple. We'll be back in two weeks. Thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio.